0: So today, I, I'm be, we're going to continue the study in Romans chapter 2. And, and Romans chapter 2 its one of those chapters, as I began to study, I thought, man, is there a way I can maybe just go on and go on to chapter 3? Because Romans chapter 2, if you read the entire chapter, the central theme is about judgment. And so Paul is going to be beginning the chapter by bringing judgment to the Romans, but he was willing to do that this morning because he had a father's love. And I want you to know, as always, I'm with you in these sermons. I never preach at you. I'm, I'm preaching with you. It's a message that I receive into my life. So don't. I, I'm sure you know by now, you're not fooled that this is something I'm giving to you. It's something I give to us and that we need in our lives. And uh, so it's going to be very direct from the very start. So put a helmet on because it's going to get bumpy. Put your seatbelts on. Because Paul just, he hits it right from the start of verse 2. This morning's message is entitled, From Loving to Judging. And you can see the Romans were going in the wrong direction. Verse 1 of Romans chapter 2 says, Paul says, You may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad. And you have no excuse. Remember, Romans chapter 1, he was talking about those, the, the Romans, the, the regular Romans that were Living around them that had traded the truth for a lie, that had given into their sinful nature, and God had given them over to that nature, and it was getting really bad. You know from history that it was really bad in Rome. So Paul is speaking about that again. He said, When you say they are wicked and should be punished, you are condemning yourself. For you who judge others do these very same things. And we know that God in his justice will punish anyone who does such things. Since you judge others for doing these these things, why do you think you can avoid God's judgment when you do the same things? Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that His kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Father, I pray this morning that Your Word will pierce our hearts. God, may we be all children in Your presence this morning, ready to be corrected, ready to be changed, ready to be disciplined if needed. God, may we all always, always have a humble attitude as we approach Your Word, because Your Word is perfect and we are not. So God, may Your Word bring life to us and transformation to our life as we humbly receive this Word in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning, before I get into the correcting part of this Word, of this chapter Romans 2, I, I can start by giving you a, an encouraging message this morning, a, an encouraging point that Paul is beginning to make because he's talking about God's patience with them. He's talking about... God's goodness with them. Paul wanted to point it out. And this morning, I just wanted to remind you that God is good. That God is merciful. That God is gracious. That He is slow to anger. That God is loving and caring. And He knows where you're at. And He wants to help you today. He wants to be a shepherd to you today. God is being patient with you. God is being patient with me. God is, is there and He's not there you know, with a ruler waiting to smack our hand just when we make a mistake. That God, he, He's not there by the side of the road with a speed gun, just waiting for you to go over one mile. That's not our God. That's not our Father in Heaven. Our Father in Heaven, He's waiting there to help us. He's there to bless us. He's there to encourage us today. He, he's on our side. He, he is that coach. He is that Boxing manager in the corner, and then he's he's there to be there to be your help. We need to thank God today more than ever before. I've said this before, and I pray that you recognize it as we talk about being transformed. And and then the first uh, transformation story that we can all rejoice over is that God has transformed our life. He has made us a new creation. He has taken the old of our life, and he's thrown it away, and He's made us new. So every day, in every circumstance, we can wake up and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that I've been transformed. Thank you that I've been made new. Thank you that you called me. Thank you that I received the message of the Gospel. God is so good to us today. May we never forget it. May we never forget that He's good to us. And sometimes we can forget God's goodness. We can forget how good He is to us. We could take our eyes off Jesus. We could put him, keep Him on our problems. We could take our eyes off His Word, and all we're hearing is the news around us. We could take our ears and kind of close them off to what God is saying to us, and we get discouraged from this report and that report and all that's happening. But Paul asks him a very important question. He says, don't you remember how good God has been to you? Does this mean nothing to you? Does the goodness of God mean nothing to you? God's Word, God's love, does it mean nothing to you today? Do you believe that God's goodness can outweigh your problems? I believe it can. I believe thinking about the Lord can cause me to not think about my problems anymore. I believe thinking about His Word can cause me to have hope and strength in my circumstance in my difficulty, in my worries, when I begin to focus on God and His goodness, I can find strength. I can find the hope to go on today. I can tell you, I I, get, I battle things. I battle discouragement. Absolutely battle discouragement sometimes. Even this morning, you know, starting to think about this and starting to think about that, I said, I have to stop and say, no, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to think about what I have to face and what I have to go through and and, and the things that maybe I can't fix in my life. You know, things that I don't have answers for. I wish I had the answer right here. Right now, I don't have that answer. I don't have it. But I didn't want to sit there and mull over those issues. I wanted to fix my eyes on the Lord. I wanted to remember how God has been good to me. I wanted to remember how He's been faithful to me. I wanted to remember how He's brought me through my trials and He's brought me through the fire. God has been good to me. And that's what Paul was doing. Paul was reminding him, hey, be encouraged. I'm going to discipline you here in a minute, but be encouraged. This is all because of God's love. God's discipline comes because of His love and because of His mercy. Today I wanted to remind you of God's goodness in your life. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget that He's worthy to be praised. That He's worthy of all glory and honor. You know, I learned this lesson in my first Bible school. I've shared this before. Uh, my first Bible school, Tara and I, where we met, and it was a small school. And uh, there was just one one dorm for us guys, and we had an RA, a resident assistant, and his name was George. And uh, we had a, a tough Bible school. We had curfew. Uh, there was only a few days we could be off campus, but even when we were on campus, we had to be inside our dorm at 830. Did you, you think we had a tough Tough Bible school. And that's just the beginning of our Bible school. It was tough. It was strict. Uh, you know, there was a lot of things I could only hold Tara's hand. There was no kissing in, on campus. You could hold hands. Uh, one, one day she grabbed my arm, and one of the teachers like, "Nope, nope, you can't do that." You know. So we, we had a tough Bible school. So we had to uh, we had to be in our room in the in the dorm by 8:30. So sure enough, me and my friend Darren, uh, we were out late because Tara and his girlfriend wouldn't stop talking to us. And, uh, you know, so they got us in trouble, and we knew walking in, we're like, oh, yeah, it's about 15, 20 minutes late. This isn't going to be good. So Darren and I, we walk into uh, the dorm, and sure enough, George is waiting for us. And he said, Sid and Darren, I need you to come into my room. And we're like, okay, here we go. We're going to get it. You know, we're going to be disciplined here. And he sits us down uh, in his room. And he says, you know you, you know why you're here? And we said, yeah, yeah, we're, we're late. He goes, yeah. And he hands us a lollipop. <laughs> he hands us both a lollipop. And he said, you know, I want you to know that you broke the rules and that wasn't good. But I want you to know that I'm going to be merciful to you. And today I'm giving you a lollipop. Next time you don't know what you're going to get, But today you can find strength that you got a lollipop. And, you know, I remember receiving that lollipop. I remember, you know, that story, something I've never forgotten. And it's something that I know George, what he was doing, he was trying to teach me this lesson. He was trying to teach me that even when we're being disciplined, God loves us. Even when we're being corrected, it's the love of God. And I want to also tell you today that in my mind and in my heart, this is what I knew, because I was a quick learner. You know, I may not be the smartest guy, but I was a quick learner. I knew right away that, George probably one day was going to run out of lollipops. And I knew one day that maybe the next time there wasn't going to be a lollipop. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't ever late again. It's so important today that we respond to the mercy of God. We respond to God's grace. You know God is good to you. His mercy is what's holding you up today. It's not your good works. It's not because you finished college. It's not because you own a business. It's not because you haven't committed a crime. No, no, no. That's none of those things. It's God's mercy and His grace that's holding you up today. It's His loving kindness. It's His mercies that are new Every morning. It's His goodness. And we've got to respond to it. All of us today, we're sitting in His room and we're getting a lollipop from Him. And even though we're going to be disciplined here, in just a moment we're going to get some discipline. But we need to know it's God's goodness. It's His grace in our life. And we need to respond to His mercy. We need to say, thank you, Jesus. It's not because of me. It's not because of who I am. It's not because I read the Bible this week. It's not even because I've prayed this week. It's because God... He's good to me. He's worthy to be praised. And for these Roman believers who have been starting to receive God's goodness into their life, they were receiving God's mercy, but somehow that mercy and that grace was causing them to develop a spiritual pride. Like God's goodness was coming into their life. God's provision and the transformation of a new life and the hope of Jesus Christ the, the, the promise of eternity with God Almighty, they had received it all, but somehow, they were developing a spiritual pride. And in this case, that pride left uh, led to a judgmental spirit. It was a judgmental spirit that was being developed into their life. The Romans developed a judgmental spirit. The mercy of God, the goodness of God was, was coming into their life, and yet, there was a judgmental spirit that was beginning to rise up within them. It was as if God was cleansing them and purifying them, and the, that the Lord shine His light in, into their life. And, and that light that was shining into His life, into their life. Now they wanted to take that light and shine it, like kind of blaze it into the eyes of other people. Like, don't you know you're wrong? Don't you know you're a bad person? Don't you know you're doing these things? And they were judging these other people in their life. And it wasn't out of love, and it wasn't out of mercy. It wasn't out of grace. You know, when I think about this, you know, again, how that story I've shared when you talk about forgiveness, how God has forgiven us of all of our sins. He has forgiven us of all our transgressions. He's wiped our slate clean. He's paid our debt. In full, a debt that we could not pay. What do you what emotion do you think should arise from that? What what life should come out of that? What what actions? What words? Gratitude, right? Praise and, and thanksgiving should come from that. Oh Lord, thank you. I'm not worthy of your goodness. But somehow the Romans were like, felt worthy to be in God's presence. They felt worthy that, oh, look at us. We're changed. We're citizens of heaven. You think you're citizens of Rome? We're citizens of heaven. And they developed, developed a judgmental spirit. And my prayer today is God, keep me from a judgmental spirit. Keep me from a judgmental spirit. Let me, let me uh, pose some questions to you because sometimes in our life, you know, a judgmental spirit can uh, kind of show itself in so many different ways. And obviously you might say, well, I, I don't look at evil people in the world, and I don't want to judge those people. I want to help them. Okay, that's good. But let's, let's think about some of the other things in our in our life, maybe, that we deal with. Let me ask you this question. Are you helping a situation that bothers you? Now, I believe it's so easy to be bothered in life. How many of you get bothered in life? <laughs> yeah, right? All of us where I get easily bothered in life and I got to say to myself what are you doing like why are you being bothered by this or being bothered by that and I think it's so easy for us to get bothered because we have everything given to us you know we we have you know dual control temperatures in our car, we have one remote for our electronics, we have microwaves, we have fast food, and now you can you know you can be at home and order anything and everything and it can be brought to you. So it's no wonder why we get bothered when, you know, the upfront parking is all gone. I still get bothered when I go up there. I'm like, really? Every single parking spot? Uh you know, I still get bothered by that. We get bothered by taxes. We get bothered by laws. You get bothered by a new teacher. You get bothered by that politician. You get bothered by this a group over here We're we're getting constantly bothered in our life. And we better watch that. We better manage that. Because I do believe I'm in a room filled with loving people. I don't think you want to walk into a jail and, and laugh at these people. I don't think any of you want to walk into a prison and say, ah, you're getting what you deserve. I believe every person in this room would be willing to help any one of those people. I believe that. I've gotten to know you these past couple of years. I believe every one of you would serve those people. But what we got to watch for are those little things. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the, it's the little door that you leave open. Where Paul says, Don't don't even leave that opportunity for the devil to get in. Don't don't let him creep into that your life. Don't don't leave that door open at all. And it's it's that area of being bothered by things. We've got to manage those things in our life. And so here I, I wanted to share with you, this thought with you that if if are you being bothered? Good. God wants you to help somebody. God's wanting you to help a situation. If you're bothered right now, and you you can think right now, what am I being bothered by? And those things begin to come into your mind. I'm glad you're being bothered because God wants to use you to be a help, to be an encouragement. I mean, think about this. I mean, here they were, these Romans who had life, who had truth, who had love. And they could share it with these people, but they didn't want to share it. They wanted to condemn them. That's not why God saved them. That's not why God helped them. I can tell you today that if you're being bothered by something, God wants to use you to help somebody, to help a situation, to help our country. I love that part of that song, you know, God, let let your glory, you know, help, help us, Lord. I'm going to sing a little louder so that you can help our world, so you can help our country. Do we need help? We need help. And when we find ourselves saying, God, instead of being bothered, I'm going to at least pray for somebody. I'm going to at least pray that, God, you will help them. And I know we could be bothered by what's happening in our nation today. We could be bothered by what's taking place in our country today. And maybe we can't fix uh, people. Maybe we can't fix people living in another state. We can't fix politicians living in another uh, state. But we can pray for them. We can say, God, would you speak to their hearts? And I believe that's where it is. And I've shared this powerful story before of how my mother, before I, before I was uh probably before I was born, began to pray for her father who was abusive. Because she prayed, I had a grandfather in my life that I was able to lead to the Lord. We've got to be able to pray for people. Are you bothered by people? Are you bothered by a group of people? Are you bothered by people who think this way? Are you bothered by people who act that way? Are you bothered by these type of people? May God, and I believe God is calling you to pray for them, God, would you help them today? Help them today, Jesus. We don't have time to get angry. And I can tell you, there's, there's I'm, I do get, I don't know if anger is the right word, but definitely bothered by these people. I watch the news, and I see the signs, and I, and I see what people are saying, and I'm like, really? Like you're just going to throw common sense? And, and I start thinking these things. I know right away that's not going to help them. That's not going to save them. That's not the spirit God wants me to have. He doesn't want me to have that judgmental spirit inside of me. He wants me to have a loving spirit inside of me that wants to help people, that wants to serve people, that is willing to pray for anybody and anyone, anytime. Oh, God, I pray for that person right now who's bothering me on the news. That video right now, they're bothering me, oh, God. I've had that happen several times, even yesterday. God, would you help that person? Help them, Jesus. You know what? I, I've learned this in life, and it really came to play when when, I, when Alexandra came into our life. Because when I think about Alexandra, I don't think about judging that girl at all. I, I want to help her. I do want to correct her. do want to discipline her. But I'm not interested in bringing judgment into her life. I want to do everything in my power that helps her to be blessed. I want to do everything in my power that helps her to live a a joyful life because she's living the principles of God's Word in her life. I think about my parents, same thing. I don't want to judge my parents. I want to help them. I want to be there for them. And when I think about that, I've always applied that to all people. That's how I see you. I want you to know that. I see you as best as I can as I see my daughter. I I want to see you the way I see my parents. As best as I can, I want to see you that way. And not just you, but I want to see the world that way. And I guarantee you, if you start seeing, if you have kids, or if, you, if all of us have parents, or you have somebody you love in your life, if you start seeing people through their eyes, you're going to see them differently. You're not going to be judgmental towards people. If you have kids, you, you ever think about, you know, being rude to your kids—you ever thought about that? I'm gonna just, you know, tell my kid, "Look at this, you know, you're you're so wrong." Or I can't believe, no, 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 no—that's not how we treat our kids, mom and dad. You know, I I, I can't believe that. You know, I, I'm not interested in helping you. I, I, you know, even having the thought of something bad happening. You know, we have a sinful nature. We all battle with it. We all deal with it. And God wants us to help. He wants to help us today to be kept from a judgmental spirit in our life. God wants us to use our words today, words of life, words of affirmation. He, If you're seeing a problem in your life, in your job, in our church, in our city, in our community, be a help. Be somebody that's going to help us. And use your words. May we use our words to help people. May we use our words to lift people up. May we use our words to encourage people, to help them. I'm reminded of Matthew 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 21. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire Do you think we have enough angry people in our world today? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think we have enough people picking fights? Absolutely. Do you think we have enough people out there that aren't helping? I think we do. I think we have enough people out there that are are ready to yell at people, ready to argue with people, ready to, to complain, ready to point out what's happening, that judgmental spirit that you start seeing wrong in everything and in everyone. God, keep us from that judgmental spirit. Keep us from that, 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 that ability to, to point out what's wrong without offering solutions. You know, you know I, I think about this. My wife has the gift of, uh, if you ever need anything spell-checked or, or, you know, give it to my wife. She is amazing. She'll look at that. She'll proofread things, and I'm like, "How did you find that?" Immediately, she'll she'll see those things. You're going to get a bunch of documents this week sent to you. Say, <laughs> "Here you go. Would you look this over?" And she does. She finds it. And um, so that's a skill, you know. That's an ability. And I really and there's people out there that you you can walk into a room and you know I know exactly what's wrong in this room right here right now. I know what needs to be fixed. The problem is, is that we don't do anything about it. We just want to talk about it. We just want to complain about it. I want to encourage you. If God has given you that ability to walk in a room, to walk into a relationship, to see people. And, and you know, I, 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 I hear it, and I know some of you, you can walk up to a person and you know that person is not doing good. You know that person is struggling. You know that person needs a kind word. Say it, share it, believe for it today. We don't have time for a judgmental spirit. I want to help people today. I want to encourage. I'm going to invite the band to come up. We're going to we're going to partake of communion. If you haven't, you know, been if you forgot to grab communion, you go for it. uh, Grab it. Clark, our ushers, he's got a couple. He'll bring it to you. you. Maybe raise a hand there's anything that can keep me from a judgmental spirit, it's remembering what Jesus has done. Now remember...